In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, we're talking listener emails. All right, Jack, this one's for you. to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the cute dog in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jean Moran. Honey, give a salutation if you desire. Hey. Hey. That's right. Hey. So, before we get started, today we are going to be talking, I guess we're getting started. We're going to talk about listener email. This particular Jack sent me an email a while back, and like we have done in the past for some other Jacks, uh, we're going to read this email so he can kind of hear his story from the outside looking in. I think it's very important that we give folks the opportunity to step outside of the emotion of their story, hear it like someone else was telling it, and by doing that, it kind of helps. It kind of helps you detach and get a different point of view. Because if your friend is telling you about his story. All of a sudden, you can come up with some simple solutions. That's a Damon and Katoya word right there. All of a sudden, you can come up with some solutions to help, like you jump into fix-it mode, etc. cetera. Uh, now, by that, Jack, I don't mean listen to this and then run and fix everything. No, the, don't do that. This is going to be like episode one. I'm going to try to keep it small, bite-sized, do two or three episodes to help your situation. And by doing that, we're going to help people around the world literally around the world, which blows me away. Now, before we get into the rest of this, did you know, no, you didn't because I haven't told you, that QuincyMoran.com is active. It is alive. So please go check it out. I'm going to build an email list to be able to keep you all up to date. So go there. You can go find a place to subscribe. I'm not going to sell your information. I'm not going to spam you. We don't have time for that. Yeah, I don't have time, and I hate it. Want to sign up for something and it's like, oh, now I'm getting all kinds of spam. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is make sure that I have your email if I put out a newsletter every once in a while. If you went to my old website, manversusmarriagepodcast.com, you'll see I'm not a blogger. I cannot write well. It's not my zone of genius. Um, with that being said, it'll help me keep you up to date when my book comes out. I'll have some help getting that book right, just so you know. Uh, when Jeannie and I go on speaking tours, if we're coming to a city near you, I can email you and say, hey, be on the lookout. Um, this is what the venue is. Or if we have a request, like I'm going to be doing here uh, later this year, I'm going to be doing marriage panels. And uh, I might invite you to come and be a part of that. So go to QuincyMoran.com and uh, just check it out. It's got everything there that that we're currently doing, things we've done in the past, um, I thought it was really cool. I'm wearing a prototype shirt uh, for man versus marriage. And uh, my niece, my sister, my brother-in-law, and my nieces were out from Alabama. And uh, Jeannie was telling, you know, the girls, her, uh, my sister Sally's daughters, you know, oh, Uncle Quincy used to be really heavy. She go, And uh, her daughter Lucy is like, I know. I, I read it on his website. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what website did you go to? Oh, she said, I was looking at your merch, and it says QuincyMoran.com, so I went and checked it out. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but that's the that's this age. You know, mm-hmm. that's this age where, 
you know, they just go wham straight to it. And uh, the first day I wore this to the gym, um, a guy walks up to me. It's like five thirty in the morning. He walks up to me. He goes, "What's this? What's this podcast about?" Uh, I'm getting married, and I'd like some advice. So I just took a minute to talk to him. Um, and so the prototype is out there. When we release merch, and you want to go out and spread the uh, man versus marriage gospel, as long as I have your uh, your email, I can tell you when those things are coming when they're coming out. So um, go there, check it out. I'll get you set up when I put my e- email list together. Um, so that you know what is up and coming, and then uh, if we're going to do workshops or whatever. So that is there. Also, and finally, if this podcast is helping you, then go leave a review because that helps us. I think we've climbed in the marriage podcast. I think we've breached top 100, which is really cool because we don't do any marketing with this show. It is simply our passion project to give back. So to be in the top 100 of marriage podcast searches and for us to be growing there, it's really exciting to me. Why? Because it's going to make me a millionaire? Uh, no. 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 I don't have sponsors on this show. Everything comes out of mine and Jeannie's pocket um, because it's about broadening the platform. I have a sick disposition where I want to help people because I love people. Why is it sick? Because I can't stop doing it. <laughs> so it's just how I'm built. So if you can go leave a review, it really helps us out so that more guys and gals can can check out the show. So with that, um, let's talk about this. And look, this if you're listening and uh, you know you send us an email if you request to be a first of all, I'm not going to share your email um, on this show without telling you I think this would be great for a show. Next. Um, you're always going to remain anonymous unless you otherwise don't want to be. So if you're a dude and you're emailing us, you are going to be Jack. And if you're a chick and you're emailing us, you're going to be Jill unless otherwise noted. So you don't have to go create a fake account or anything like that. I'm not saying that anybody has, but don't worry. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep you, uh, I'm going to keep everything straight up and legit and go Jack and Jill. If at some point, you know, you have a testimony and this has helped you and you want to come on and talk uh, to the man versus marriage nation around the world, um, I might invite you to do that. And uh, at that time, you can reveal yourself. But otherwise, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it right here in the anonymous zone. With that, here we go. So we've done uh, we've done a bunch of shows. We're on over 230 shows on our fifth year. Never missed a weekend. It was my commitment to not miss a weekend even through all the colon surgeries etc uh through genie's procedures through moving states etc we have we've remained consistent to get a show out every single week going on five years and to me that is me fulfilling my promise a to god and b to you so that's why it's important for me to do it now we're going to talk today um, about this particular Jack. I'm going to read you his first initial email, and then Jenny and I are going to talk about it. We're just going to, it's an open discussion here, and that's why we're going to do a few. We might get a couple emails in um, and then put hit the pause button and bring the next piece back on the following episode. After this series, I have another Jack, longtime listener Jack, um, that has some questions about fatherhood. You know who you are. And, I, and to you, I say roll tide, just so you know. I say that to you. 
Uh, and Jenny knows who you are as well. <laughs> so with that, uh, we have questions about fatherhood. So another one. And I don't, I don't use every single email, but if it's something I believe somebody can learn from, I'm going to do it. So here we go. Hey, hi, Quincy. And I don't, I don't know where this gentleman is from. I, you can only kind of, you know, determine that he may not be from the States because he ends his email with cheers. To me, that seems like it's, you know, across the pond somewhere. Doesn't matter to me, but I think it's pretty cool. How do you, let's keep going. Rabbit hole. Yeah, I could, I could get off on the rabbit hole, but uh, I am so blessed to be speaking to people in other countries and, and to think that our relationship and all the heartache that we've been through um, can help people everywhere with their marriage is humbling to me. Quincy, I only began listening to your podcast end of January 2023. Well, welcome to you. And it's very real. You ain't lying. Um, especially the last episode on Monday. I tell you what, this guy didn't know what he was what he was in for because this was before uh, the follow-up to Hurtful Words. And uh, yikes. I think it was before Hurtful Words as well. So I've been trying my honest best to pull my marriage out of being roommates lately. Sometimes the things I do work, and other times it does not. However, lately it seems as if things are a bit off, and normally I make jokes or say something in a happy-go-lucky manner just to break the ice to begin the conversation on what is off, wrong, but uh, off or wrong, but seems to make this things or the situation worse. So I guess I'm reaching out for ideas on how to make the environment safe to have that chat. Making the environment safe seems to be my biggest hurdle, but I must get better at it. I must get better at it too, so that I can create that healthy dialogue whereby we can discuss everything in a safe manner and not uh, in a manner where it comes out sharp or hurtful. P.S. Continuing, uh, continue uh, being real and putting out the great content. Cheers. So there's a few there's a few things I want to talk about there, and then Jeannie and I can talk about it. I'm going to try 20, 25 minutes just to have a little bit of a discussion on this. I want to set this up by saying, first, dude, having the courage to email us, major kudos to you. I mean, what do you think about that, Jeannie? Somebody's like, they're in such a tough spot that they're, they're willing to get over their insecurities and email for help. What, what is that? That's the first step to fixing it, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like an acknowledgement. It is such a big deal because not everybody's like me, where it's like, oh, this guy did a did a podcast on XYZ. Psh, I'm emailing the guy. I'm going to dig in on him. So it's not, it's not, uh, this is, it's not for everybody to reach out and talk about their problems. A, long, a lot of times we'll suffer in silence and there's no sense in doing that. So at least get it out. So kudos to you. And let me also tell you this. As we talk through this, I don't want you to take anything personal as we discuss it because it's just going to be us working through our thoughts in the moment. So there's nothing wrong. Like if there was something wrong in this email, I would tell you, and I, then I would tell you, thicken your skin and deal with it. Not in this age of, you know, oh, it's not wrong, you know, blah, blah, blah. But... There's nothing wrong in this email. I just want 
the whole group, like everybody, myself included, to understand this. When you get in on this show and you start listening and you are hot and heavy with the, the Quincy and Jeannie man versus marriage terminology, it is awesome. The hard part is, like, if your spouse doesn't listen and you use our terminology, they just won't know what you're talking about. So just be cognizant of that. Apparently, Jack emailing us, I can tell he's listening. He's consuming. He has a desire. This dude wants to improve his marriage. And he's using our lingo here, which is very helpful. And so you'll see through my responses, you know, I'm just kind of coaching him to say, look, first, does your wife listen? Because if she doesn't, she's not going to know some of this. But I just want to kind of set the stage with that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to you want to talk about in this situation? Because I myself am guilty of, you know, using this tactic as well when I think something is off. Um. Well... You kind of have to read the room. I mean, you used to do this a lot. You still do it with the girls um, where you'll crack a joke and you won't catch the glistening eyes or, you know, the quick turn away or whatever, which you're struck a nerve and they're trying not to let you know that you struck a nerve. Sure. Um, But you got to read the room. You got to know her. Like for me, if I'm pissed about something, sometimes you can crack a joke and I'll laugh. It is rare. If you can get me there, great. But majority of the time, you usually get yelled at or I'm very colorful compared to some other people. So sometimes it comes out. You're not wretched. um, I'm not wretched. But if I, I if I, when I did it at the wrong time, when I would do it at the wrong time pretty consistently, you just get a little bit more quiet. And then I, I shut down. And then I would know, okay, that was not the best tactic. And why do we do that? I can't explain for everybody. I'll read my response here. It's not like I can explain this for everybody. I can only kind of give you an idea of why I crack the jokes. So, and before I do that, though, let me give a few a few things here. Um, you know, when we're talking about roommates, it's important because we've done episodes, we've talked about our journey, and we felt like we were becoming roommates. So that was because life was just smashing us in the proverbial ball sack. I mean, it was kick after kick after kick. It was incredible. And so we shifted to survival mode. Now, woven into that was, you know, Jeannie was lonely and getting depressed. I was out just struggling to figure out ways to make money for the family because I thought that's what they needed from me at the the most. And so because of those actions, we started growing resentment towards one another. And, you know, she's resenting me because I'm not there and she feels like I want, and if any, any time I'm saying something's not accurate, just butt in. Um, she's resenting me because it's like, it's almost like I don't want to be home. I'm I'm going out to find some kind of other justification, et cetera. I'm not justification, but some kind of other, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Accolades or. Yeah, you needed an attaboy from somewhere. You weren't getting them at home. Yeah, I was out seeking that. And then I was building up resentment for her because I was taking what she was complaining about at face value, which was we didn't have money for groceries. We were struggling financially. So to me, it's like I'm hearing 
Quincy, you're a failure. Go make more money. And we were not speaking the same language. What she needed was my time to be there and to support her. What I needed was some words of affirmation saying, I know you're doing your best. Uh, You're important to this family. We need your time more than we need your money. We'll figure the rest out. Is that a fair assessment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because at one point you thought you were only good for a paycheck. Yeah. So that that was gross miscommunication in the midst of survival. That's why we were roommates because I would come home She would give me, you know, a laundry list of what all the tenants at the home did that was wrong and drop them on me and and leave to the room or whatever. So then I became Mr. Disciplinary, and I'm more Mr. Fun than I am Mr. Disciplinary, unless discipline is called for. Um, So we had to work some things out. And for me to be able to come home... um, you know, we engineered some things, which is I come home, mom gets the first kiss, she gets the first, she gets the first, um, the first amount of attention for affection because she is my lady. And then I was able to go change my clothes, decompress from a very tough day at work, and then come out. We could discuss the, uh, a little bit of the day, and I could push her in to go get a bath while I had some fun with the kids and uh, supper got figured out, etc. And that really, really began to change um, the dynamics when I was coming home. It turned into a competition where the girls would compete to see who could steal the first hug from dad while dad had the mission of giving the first hug to mom. And it was a fun, fun game, especially when they were young. She still does it. Mo still does it. So does Hannah. <laughs> She's still fighting for it, which is wonderful. It's wonderful um, because we made it a game, and it's exciting. And I'm, I come home, and I am excited to give Jeannie the first kiss. I mean, that's it. You know, kiss the girls on the cheek or whatever after mom gets the first kiss. I kiss mom on the lips. Booyah. So that's, that's kind of where we were. So I did, I, what I'll look for when you email me is what does that look like? And so then I'm looking at some things you do work and some things you do don't work. And I think, uh, I think there are times where we can come home from work or we, can, we as guys feel like something is off um, and automatically it's like, what I do? Mm-hmm. What did I do this time? And I'll tell you, as Jeannie and I have been through this many times, I might not even be on the radar. It could be Jeannie in her own head dealing with her own things. Well, that works both ways because sometimes you would come home from work and you would have so much going on that you would be snappy or short. And, you know, normally when you would come home, you're happy to see everybody and, you know, you're affectionate and whatnot. So if that's off, it it works the same way. You know, the kids and I are like, whoa, okay, did did we do something? Did we forget to do something? Did yeah. we miss something? Like, you know, going back in my head over conversations we had during the day, did we maybe not talk during the day? And you know what I mean? It it works both ways. You might not realize it, but it works both ways. Truly, truly. And I think that's a part of human nature, which kind of makes us think <coughs> the whole world revolves around me. So if there are any problems in my world... I must have been the cause of it. And that's 
not accurate all the time. No, and I just had this conversation with one of ours this morning because she's been, as soon as she gets home from work, it's like as soon as she gets in the car, she complains about whatever happened at work. She's got an attitude. She comes home, and it's like she snaps at everything mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And we finally sat down, and I was like, do you see your dad come home from work and just snap at everybody for everything? Well, no. I said, but you're snapping at everybody and you're complaining because everyone else is snapping back. Well, yeah. Okay, well, wouldn't it be nice? I said, when your dad comes home, what does your dad do? Well, he gives you a kiss, says hello, hugs everybody, asks about our day, this and that. I said, okay, do you know why? Said, no. I said, because his first thought when he gets to the door is it's not about me. It's not about what he needs. It's about what we need because he wasn't here that's the problem you're coming out of your work situation or wherever you're at and you've got this attitude and you're carrying it to everybody else like we're supposed to care and we're supposed to jump on you to know what made you so upset it's like but your only care in the moment is yourself okay well we didn't do any of that stuff we didn't cause any of that stuff we're not the reason for it so we shouldn't be getting dumped on but at the same time why would I care if all you're giving me is crap why am I going to care to be affectionate or to ask you, you know, questions? So if your dad comes home and the first thing he asks you when he sees you girls is, how was work? How was school? You know, if, if something happened, he tries to help talk you through it. Or he tries to give you a hug. You know, oh, well, I had a crappy day at work today. Oh, well, come here, darling. Let daddy give you a hug. These are the things we're trying to, to teach them is it's not... When you come home, you have to drop everything else down for a few minutes and focus on your priorities at home. Who's here? What's important? So look at Hunter. Dad leaves town. He gets frustrated. But the minute dad hits the door and comes in and says, hey, buddy, Hunter doesn't even care that he was mad that dad was gone anymore. It's dad's home. It's just a switch. I said, your dad doesn't do it because, you know, he needs to come in and be a certain way. He just comes in because he knows Bubba's missed him. He needs to hear that daddy's home and he's excited to see his boy. It takes two seconds, but it switches the whole atmosphere in the house and it teaches everybody else around you that they're not just, you know, anybody. They're important somebodies that you've been, you know, you care about. You want to give them something of you that everybody else doesn't necessarily get. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's important. And I'm glad she's going through that because they're the only way. You know, the only way some folks learn, and I mean, she listens to the podcast, but still, you know, this is all brand new for her, full-time work, et cetera. So we need to go through these times in life so we can gain some experience and then get some more perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I hope for her it helps because I haven't always got it right when I'm, you know, coming home. I haven't always got it right. And sometimes I still screw it up because the day is, is really difficult or I've been... But y'all don't know that. And that's the thing. That's like the lesson I want to talk about here. If I'm pointing out the first lesson is it's not all about you. Like, even though I'm Jeannie's number one, she's my bestie, we're lovers, we're married, etc. Her. I don't think like you. You don't, but also it's like her entire existence doesn't revolve around me. Nope. She has, and I'm I'm not saying that condescending, Jack. I'm just saying it's a, it's a it's a realization that we need to come to that you know 
I, I, that I was this guy where I would think if she was upset about something, it automatically, it was something that had to do with me. I don't know what she read on Twitter about hockey. Yeah. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know what challenges. Trade season. Beware. I don't know what challenges she's been going through with writing her novel. I don't know what challenges she's going. What's what are the silent conversations in her head where she's maybe frustrated because today was the day she was going to start eating healthy and exercising and it didn't work out. Life happened. You know what I'm saying? There are so many different things that it could be. It's not just you. Now, that's not to say that it isn't you. But if you go in assuming that you've done something wrong, and I still do this sometimes, then you're you're playing defense already. And there's no sense in playing defense. It's about being neutral and saying, hey, you know, create a buzzword for that. Something seems off. Um, you know, are you okay? Woo, you shouldn't ask me that a couple years ago, you know, eight or ten years ago. Don't ask me if I'm okay. Woo, Lord. That's another episode. I so, actually got better about that. Now I can, I'll, you might even word it differently and just say, hey, you seem frustrated. You know, or you, you kind of seem a little off. That seems to be the one we use the most is, you seem a little off What what's going on. Because, you know, we know each other's personality. Yeah. I mean, another thing we'll <clears> say <throat> is that, hey, that's that's pretty sharp. Are you Are you good? Yeah. Are you good? We try to use like disarming buzzwords. They don't always work, especially if you're using someone else's words against them. It might even piss them off a little bit more or even more. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so with that, I mean, you use my words against me mm-hmm. when I'm whining mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, buck up, sucker. Um, so with that, just understand if you can discipline your mind, if your wife seems off, like I don't, I don't know. I don't know how your relationship is, but Jeannie loves it when I hold her. So if something seems off, you know, I'll just kind of walk up behind her, put my arms around her. And if she takes a deep breath and like blows it out and kind of lets her defenses down, I know something's going on. And then I can ask her, honey, you good? Or you need to chat? Um, We're not perfect at it, but this is just what we've learned. And we try to do our best. Sometimes I come home and I am all up in my own crap and it doesn't always happen. But that's just a technique that you can use that will help you. Try to remain neutral. Try to remain neutral and not think it's all about you. Because a lot of times, <coughs> it's not. I wish we had the money for a cough button. I'm sorry. Because I don't know what it is about podcasting, woman. Right now, Hey, the last couple, I have been fine. But Texas is doing Texas, and the weather is making my allergies horrible. No, there's some kind of mechanism in you that when the microphone comes on, you start hacking. I haven't in the last few shows. Have you listened to the last few shows? No. Exactly. <laughs> so you might want to refrain from that. We can go to the tape. Okay? So, um... This is where it comes in, and I'll read my response here really quickly. And uh, I pray this is helping you, Jack. Um, So you're reaching, you know, it's like I make a joke or say something in a happy-go-lucky manner just to break the ice um, to begin the conversation on what is off, what is wrong. Something might not be wrong. Something might not be off. Um, With your wife or your husband being, you know, a human being, we, you just don't know what's happening. So 
I guess I'm reaching out for ideas how to make the environment safe. So that's, you know, that is a, when you think about safe, I don't think I need to look too deeply into that. I'm, I'm th- you want to make it safe for you so that you don't make her even more upset or angry. So I'll go to the next email and look at it. And I, I think sometimes we can see the word safe. Like if I'm if, if you're the reader of an email and you see the word safe, automatically there's bells that might go off. Well, no, not necessarily. It, it Okay, so we use safe place to land, soft place to land. Okay. Soft, yeah, safe. We, yeah. Well, okay, we used to say safe because that's a big deal for me. I have to feel safe. I have to feel secure. I have to feel that um, whoever I'm talking to is trustworthy because I don't trust easily. So to, do you need to make it safe? I would ask two questions. One, are you usually the one that's holding ammo in your head and waiting to strike in a conversation rather than just hearing it out? Or are you the one that maybe throws something out stupid or um, takes like half of the sentence and then automatically jumps in to say, oh, no, 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 you can't feel that way. That's, that's not this or that. Those two things right there will shut a person down very quickly and put them on the defense because you're not listening or they feel like you're trying to justify rather than just listen and let them feel validated in how they feel. Um, Safe is, is more, for me, is more, can I be completely raw and vulnerable with you and trust that you are not going to throw my words at me right now. You are not going to try to fix what's broken. You're just going to hear what I have to say. Or are you someone who I know is going to collect information and the first chance you get, you're going to throw it at me? Yeah, and I think to me it's like, I think you can read too deeply into the word safe in, in this context. Almost as deeply as Kirsten kicking and banging on the door. Well, I don't um, fear like for her, I don't fear like, you know, the physical aspect of safety. And I'm not one that has like a safe place complex. So I know, but I'm saying in this particular email, I think it's my interpretation. And that's kind of tough when it comes to email may, uh, of creating a safe place. And this is great because I think, you know, Jack putting this out there helps us all get better. But when you look at, is it safe? Is it safe? Is the timing right for you to discuss this situation? Because I've gone through this process over a decade. Timing is everything. On the way to a date, it is not time to discuss bills, money, or other things that can complicate the date. It's just not time. So if you're looking for, is, is it safe? Which I, I will kind of get into, but. If you're looking to make the environment safe to chat, I think in this case what we're talking about is kind of setting the stage so his wife feels like she can open up about a situation. So there's no safe in a, in a, in a, in a sense of danger, if you will. Or is it making it safe for himself where he's not going to get attacked? That was... That was <laughs> that kind of was that was the thought. other side of the coin I was alluding to. <laughs> there we go. No cough button. Just keep hacking. Hey, Ay. I can cough. She can scream. She kicks the door. <clears throat> oh, We're here fine. we go. Lord have mercy. Okay. Welcome to the Moran household. So here we go. 
and we'll uh, we'll finish this episode up here in the next few minutes, and we'll come back to you with more. I think we've given you a lot to think about. It's caused me to think about a lot. So, Jack, great to hear from you, my man. It takes a lot of guts and courage to put yourself out there. That is real talk. You know what real talk means? Mm-hmm. That means I'm serious. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm serious. That means rah. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of questions first. Tell me about your relationship. What is your relationship like? How long have y'all been together, and how long have you been married? Tell me how you met and why you chose her to be your wife. Tell me your family dynamics if you have children. Now, that's the Coach Rita and me, giving you a little uh, giving you a little homework for a minute because I don't have all the answers. We need to set the stage here so that I understand context mm-hmm. because context is everything. Especially when you're writing. There is this great, and if I think about it tonight, I'll put the uh, I'll put the commercial I'll put the link for the commercial in the show notes, but there is this State Farm commercial where this girl gets a new car and this guy's car is stolen, or no, it's his car is like stripped. So she comes out and he, and she's like, "Are you serious?" Like she's excited. He comes out and sees his car with the doors and everything all screwed up, and he goes, "Are you serious?" So context matter so much because you can both be saying the same words but not meaning the same thing so that's why i like to uh that's why i like to put that out there so that i can further paint the picture and understand where y'all are at um and then i need to know kind of like um what took place to make you and or your wife not feel safe to express yourself so I need to know a little bit more about what does this safe thing look like. How do you define living as roommates? What does that look like? What was your relationship like before this change happened? That will also help clue me in on where we are. So, and it's an exercise for you to go, oh wow, what was going on? Or what did happen? Or X, Y, Z. And here was a bonus question. Does your wife listen to the show? If not, she may not understand your concern or your approach. Um, And then I said, you know, sometimes keeping it simple really helps the most. I'll give you an example. If I feel like something is off in the past, I would do what you described because I was uncomfortable or I was nervous. I was nervous about what did I do this time to make Jeannie upset? How did I fail her? I'm not good enough for this woman, and this is just another reason why. This is Quincy Moran internal talk here from 10 years ago or more. And now, now I'll say, love, I would like to talk, um, but I'm a bit uncomfortable bringing something up. So I might say it wrong. Give me, give me, just give me a chance so I can make it right. That is our say it ugly, clean it up theory. And if you have not listened to that episode, We should probably do that again for all the new listeners that are coming along. But go find it. It's in there in these 200-something episodes. Say it ugly. It is an approach that I came up with in the moment when I was so insecure about something, I did not know how to say it. And I said, look, I'm going to have to say this ugly. And I'm from the South. I'm from America. Born and raised in America from the South and Alabama. And sometimes I don't mean to be ugly. So it's like, honey, I got to say this ugly. And then we'll clean it up. It's like playing golf. Give me a mulligan. I'm going to take this shot. If it sucks, I get to tee it up one more time. Give me a mulligan. So that's our say it ugly and clean it up principle. 
So I'll say or ask the question, and then I'll ask her. <clears throat> when I said, you know, here's the question, honey, A, B, C, D, F, G. What did you What did you hear when I when I asked you that question? You know, just as def- I'm I'm not being defensive. It's like, what did you hear me say? So I know we're on the same page. And um, if her reply matches what I meant to say, no matter what the words are, but if her reply matches my intent, then we can have a discussion. If it doesn't, then we need to try it again. And you have to give your spouse, you've got to give your spouse the freedom to do that. But if, if your spouse doesn't know that principle, you need to learn it and embrace it and agree upon it first. So I'll finish reading this up. We'll talk a little bit, and then we'll close this episode out. Um, does that make sense? And, and for me, I this is my disclaimer. I tend to be a bit wordy, as you know, listening to the show. Shut up, Jeannie. Uh, <laughs> I'm a better talker than I am a writer. Ha ha. And, you know, just I'm happy to hear from you. Stay tuned. Because I told him, I was like, hey, if you think that episode was raw, just wait, because your boy Quincy's out creating content every day for you. <laughs> um, so with that being said, you know, this, it's, it, I don't want to bombard you. I don't want to bombard you with too many things. You as an audience, not just you, Jack. But I think the thing to really, the takeaways here, I, I wish my iPad was on so I could write these down and put them in the show notes, but it's not, and I need to get this done. The big thing is here is lesson number one is that if you're if there is something off with you with your wife, it's not always about you. Although you are the center of her heart, you're not the center of her universe. And if you are the center of her universe and that universe is resentment and bitterness, we have a lot of work to do and that's okay. That's okay. Now, what's the next lesson? When you are uncomfortable asking your spouse a question, you need to have a heart-to-heart and say, hey, there are some times that I'm very uncomfortable, but I want to ask you questions. So if I say this, this is what it means. Are you okay with that? Because y'all need to agree to terms. And then if you have a situation like where you feel like your marriage or, you, you, you know, your roommates, etc., please take the questions that I posed earlier and walk through those. Because you need to you need to kind of identify for you where did it where did things shift? How did things change? And I mean, there's a there's so many lessons that we've already given in this, at least from my perspective. I don't know what you think, mm-hmm. honey. Um, but those are probably like the three main points. Um, and lastly, if you don't feel like it's a safe, maybe it was just a timing situation when it comes to safe. Cause I needed to know what that looks like. <clears throat> should I read, should I read his responses or should I shut it down there? And then, you, you shook your head yes. I gave you two options. I would shut it down here and then use the other two to... Okay, okay. So that's what we'll do. And there's, if you there's, give him too much, he's going to take all of it and run with it, and then we're... Yeah, there's definitely helpful. there's definitely more to come, and um, 
So I think this is an important stopping point, and we'll pick up where we left off. I'll do my best to set the stage uh, in the next episode. But, Jack, thank you again. Um, thank you again. And, look, I told you that we were going to put you ahead of some of the other programs that we have planned because I think it's important to get to you as quickly as possible. So, like, we're doing this episode, and we're releasing this episode right away. So, when you hear this, give me some feedback, because I want to know if it makes sense. We're going to continue on to do some of these shows, but I want to know if this makes sense to you, um, and what other questions you've developed, like we discussed. So, last thing, I'm going to reiterate, QuincyMoran.com. Go there. It has men versus marriage. If you want to watch my weight loss journey, it has that. If you want, if you're brave enough and you want to see the BS podcast where we say very horrible things, not we. There's another guy named Josh that does that. Um, we have that on there. We have Family Famous that's coming out. My book is not up there yet, but it's uh, it's written. It just needs to be refined. Um, but that's the place there. So go there. You want to sign up for uh, my subscription list. It's just my email subscription. It's no cost there, nothing there like that. But it helps me communicate directly to you when it's time uh, for us to put something out. Then, share this show with a buddy. Please, share this. Broaden the platform. There's tons of great information uh, based on our journey to help those marriages out. We have got to fight for one another married men we've got to fight for one another we got to get out there and we got to get it done help your brother out hook your brother up all right i have nothing else to say wait i have a lot to say but that is all for this episode honey do you want to say goodbye bye well that was quick all right she is Jeannie moran i'm quincy moran aka the cute dog and this is man versus marriage the podcast